Hey, welcome to Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha. We are so pumped that you're tuning into this podcast. It has been designed for people just like you. We want to do life with you. Share our wins, our defeats, our ups and our downs in hopes that you'll grow closer to God and to the people that you love in your life. Sit back and enjoy today's podcast. Hello, everybody. Good, good day. Good day. Good day. <laughs> I was going to say good morning, but I don't even know. It's, it's morning for some people, but it ain't for other people. Good day. The glasses made you say. Is that it, what it, it was? brought out the British, oh. the British <laughs> man on the inside of you. Welcome to Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha season two. We're so pumped that you are here. We're so glad to have you here. We pray all the time, God, let people who need our podcast find our podcast. We started this a while back with one simple goal in mind to help people grow closer in their relationship with God, but also closer in the relationships they have with other people. Um, This is Tabitha. We have been married for 24 years, y'all, and we're going to give you the good, bad, and the ugly of relationship advice and all things in between. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we just want to say thank you for tuning in today and hearing what we have to say. Yeah. We just consider it such a blessing to be able to give to you whatever it is that God has put on our heart. Yeah. You know, we've been through a lot in life, uh-huh. done a lot in life, mm-hmm. and it's great to share with you our highs and lows. Yeah. Hopefully you get something we from it. We are like it. that farmer's commercial. We know a thing or two because we have seen a thing or two. <laughs> But we don't know everything, but we will share with you what we have. And we love to hear from you. If you're new to our podcast, if you're watching YouTube, make sure to hit the subscribe button. And we just believe that sharing is caring and caring is sharing. And so if this is good, make sure that you share it with somebody else that you believe it will bring value to their life. I don't know about you, but I want a better marriage. What about you? Better, better, better. I want a better marriage. And I understand that that will not happen by accident. Mm -hmm. It will take a intentional investment. And thankfully for our viewers, we have now created what we're calling the Better Marriage Boot Camp. If you are wanting to have a better marriage, um, the goal of this boot camp is to take your marriage from bad to good, good to great, and great to out of this world. We're going to take 24 years of Mm -hmm. ups and downs, and we poured everything that we know of what not to do and what to do into a 90-day journey and we would love for you to journey with us. We want to be your uh, your coaches, your boot camp uh, sergeants. We want to help whip your marriage into shape. And if you want a better marriage, I want you to invest in your marriage. To find out more about the Better Marriage Boot Camp, you can go over to our show notes or go to KenandTabitha.com and uh, take that journey with us on today. Are you ready for today, sweetheart? Ready. You know what we're talking about today? Today we're going to be talking about dealing with difficulties. Okay. Dealing with difficulties. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think this is so important because just because we are saved, we have a walk of God, walk with God, and it's a walk of faith doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. Wow. All right. And so I want to help people who are in a difficult situation. You know, everybody who's listening is either have been through something very difficult mm-hmm. in the middle of something very difficult or going to go into something that's very difficult. Mm-hmm. And so we need to equip each other with the with the tools of how to handle difficult situations. And so today is entitled Dealing with the Difficulties. And so let's start off with a question like we normally do. Sweetheart, what is the most difficult uh, thing that you are facing currently? Mm. <clears throat> Jump in the deep end. Um, currently, the most difficult thing I'm facing is probably menopause. Okay. Menopause has been Mm -hmm. difficult. In which way? Um, First, it has taken me off. It's caught me off guard. Uh I wasn't prepared for it at this point in life. Uh So um, I overcame 
breast cancer, uh-huh. um, two years now, um, cancer free in that, um, my doctor recommended for me to have a full hysterectomy. So I had a hysterectomy, um, which kind of put me, um, chemotherapy kind of put started menopause for me, but the full hysterectomy just went ahead and I jumped right in there. Uh And so the side effects, Mm -hmm. symptoms, things like that have been a lot, hot flashes, weight gain, um, brain fog, Mm -hmm. and just little things, you know, just me having to work extra hard to be happy, right. you know, keep my attitude right, not say and, dumb and, stuff. And why is that? Is that a side effect of menopause? Like trying to, the attitude stuff and um, just keeping well, the right perspective? Well, yeah, because it's uh-huh. hormonal. And so in menopause, you cease, you know, your estrogen levels drop dramatically. So right now I have like no estrogen. Uh-huh. And so your body's used to that. So uh-huh. your body's trying to figure out what to do without the um, estrogen. Uh-huh. And it's like sending these alert, alert, something's wrong, something's wrong all okay. day. Mm-hmm. And so inside my body's kind of like something's wrong something's wrong and it plays with your emotions and how you feel and all of that but um yeah it's hormonal okay i would like to say for those of you all who um are women who've experienced menopause Mm -hmm. please in the comment section let us know some some natural things that you've done to overcome that season of your life that would be great and then there's some younger women who's like man that has nothing to do with me i think they're gonna i mean hopefully learn things of what to do when that day comes yes and for those of us who are married as men and we're married to a woman who has these hot flashes like listen it is so cold in my house right now i don't know what to do and i was actually just thinking about this last night i came in it's like 8 30 and when i walked in the door it felt like antarctica it was this antarctica breeze and i was like oh my god it is so cold it is so cold in my house that like my nose feels like an icicle and like usually i wear a scully like a somebody some people call it a toboggan or knit hat i wear it around the house or a hoodie because it's so cold Listen. it's cold because you're so hot and it's I mean, for a man you're like i don't know what to do it's just like i don't know what to do i'm just well, I mean, just so you know, uh-huh. you can turn down if you need to turn up the, um, you know, the AC, turn it up. I just don't know. I would because my temperature is off right now. I usually go and I'll go to the thermostat and I will adjust it. Uh-huh. But for, I don't notice if, if it's freezing. I don't know. Well, it. I don't want to burn you out, though. I don't like because uh, when you wake up from a hot flash, it's hard for you to go back to sleep. I can you, deal with it, though. I mean, I put a fan on. I do stuff. I can't I have mean, the you're, rest you're, of the house crazy. You're saying that, but it's not that. I mean, it's freezing in the house. And you got a fan blowing on you. I mean, like what I'm. I refuse to have you sitting next to me in the bed with a scully on. I'm I just, sorry. I just feel like you're taking it different than what I'm saying. I'm not saying that for you to defend or to explain or to change. I was saying it because I was going to give some keys for men who have been experiencing. Mm-mm. I was just trying to. But this is trying, part of the struggle. I, I don't. I know. I know the struggle, the but I don't want this. I don't want my family to be frozen. You okay. know what I mean? Because I'm going through these changes. I am. You know, I'm working on stuff. I'm going to do what I have to do. I am believing God. I'm quoting scripture. I'm going to the doctor. I'm doing natural medicine, <laughs> natural remedies. That's part of the struggle. Yeah, I don't want to get lost, but so okay. the struggle. Mm-hmm. So I guess, but you know what? I'm glad we talked about this. Mm. You know why? Because I think so many times people watch our podcast and they feel like, man, that couple is amazing mm-hmm. and they got it made. Yeah. They don't have the problems that I have. Mm-hmm. And if we were honest, we probably have very similar problems to most people because mm-hmm. we're people and because we are um, public figures in a faith-based space, Satan doesn't like us at all. Mm-hmm. And so there's warfare and there's weight. And so I would say 
I think it's good for us to talk about hot flashes, um, what you're go- what's going on in your life right mm-hmm. now, so that even though we're people of faith, we understand that we all are living in a fallen world and we all have something in our life that's difficult, that we got to figure out how to live in the midst of difficulties. And so what I was trying to do first is just paint a picture of like, because many people who are younger don't understand the menopause season. Many men don't understand the menopause season. Many older women who've went through menopause, but their menopause was gradual, don't understand the hysterectomy when estrogen is immediately taken from your body. And so these hot flashes, just tell me, so why is this so difficult? It's like, you, uh, you talk. Why is this so difficult? If I say, what's the most difficult thing in your life? And you say menopause, help me understand that. Um, because I would not, not have just, understood it. It's not just a hot flash, you know, and we joke about like I joke about the hot flashes because what am I going to do? Sit here and, you know, cry and like, oh, no, I'm just going to. It is what it is. I'm not going to sit here and be stressed out about it and all of that stuff. <laughs> so it is the hormonal roller coaster. It's <laughs> the feelings of inadequacy. It's the your body changing <laughs> and you feel like, you know, I gained probably 20, 25 pounds um, going through not menopause. Not eating and bad, not because you don't work out, just from hormonal changes. Just, and- you know, it changes. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, you know, our, my sex life, my sex drive. Mm-hmm. It's It changes mm-hmm. um, my attitude and like maybe how I feel, you know, at a certain time of day for no reason. I just feel like, well, why do I feel like that? Oh, okay. You know, let me think on what is good, lovely, and, uh, you know, a pure and of a good rapport. Like it's those things that I'm working on. So we are all working on something. Okay. But with the menopause thing, it's just, okay, you know that this is what's going on in your body, uh-huh. um, but you just, you're just tweaking all the time, just okay. keeping things in check. So for, for some people, it's not menopause. Maybe it's a financial problem. Maybe it's a bad doctor's mm-hmm. report. Maybe it's a bad marriage. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a problem child. Maybe it's depression. Yes. Um, I think those are some correlating principles when it comes to overcoming difficulties. Yes. So give me just a couple things of what you're doing to overcome mm-hmm. the difficulties in your life. The heart behind the iMom podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on iMom.com and when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the I'm On podcast with new episodes every Monday. Absolutely. Okay. And so menopause, I don't know if it'll be tomorrow. Now, first of all, I'm believing God. Come okay. That's number one. I'm going to believe God for his best. Yeah. I'm not afraid to believe God for miracles. Mm-hmm. I'm not a belie- afraid to believe God for angels to manifest mm-hmm. right now. And mm-hmm. I-, I just believe like, mm-hmm. so number one, my faith is out there for the miraculous. Yeah. God, I pray in the next breath, I don't have another hot flash. Mm-hmm. Like I'm believing God. So number one, my faith is out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know when symptoms will cease. Mm-hmm. 
Research says it could be seven years. Mm-hmm. So it could be tomorrow. We mm-hmm. don't know. You know, I don't have a sure positive way of knowing, but I have to walk by faith yeah. in the meantime. So in the meantime, it's just like, okay, if I do have another hot flash, I am going to think of good things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to remind my body, mm-hmm. um, practice all of these techniques that doctors have given me and other women have given me advice. I got a fan sitting next to me now. Y'all can't see it. It's down here on the floor. Here's my fan. So if I get a hot flash, I'll just pick it up real fast. I have a fan next to me at night before I go to bed. I have a fan that I wear in praise and worship. When I go on the stage, I take it off. And when I get off the stage, I pick it back up and put it on. It rolls around my neck. And the fan, it just gives me my own fresh breeze. Younger people, it's like, what are you talking Listen, about? Listen, what like? am I doing? I am being innovative. I am being creative. Right, I am right, doing what right. I have to do. Yeah. But let's take it outside of menopause. Before I had menopause, I had periods. Come on, ladies, husbands, you know about PMS and that time of the month and stuff. I mean, we get cramps, ladies. We still go to work. We don't call off. You know, we adjust our attitude. We adjust our schedule. Maybe we need a nap. Maybe we need to take an Advil. Maybe we need to do some natural remedies. Mm -hmm. But I'm always just tweaking my life so that I can be in the moment Mm -hmm. and have joy in the moment, Mm -hmm. win the battlefield of the mind, because honestly, it all starts in the mind. Okay. Um, And so if I can begin to, at the moment that a bad um, thought comes or I start to feel... (laughs) If I start, start to fart, <laughs> like right there, the moment I start to feel insecure, <laughs> the moment I start to fart, <laughs> if we could do something about the moment she starts, that's to fart, the perfect this, thing with menopause this. as well. It's just like the, you know, uh-huh. this spaciness going on up there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's walking by faith. Uh-huh. Um, I will have a serious laugh attack if we don't try change the topic right now. We will be done because I will do laugh. something about the moments when you start to fart, the world will be a different kind of place. <laughs> so anyway, you know, my counselor gave me some advice a few years ago mm-hmm. and he, I went to him and he said, you know, Ken, how's everything going? And to me, I'm paying you to to be able to vent to you. And I said, um, right. well, you know, this is happening in my marriage. This is happening with the kids, you know, church people, this, this is happening in our finances. And I just began to tell them all of the, uh, you know, the negative stuff I've vented. And so he says, Ken, you know what your problem is? He says, your problem is that you just want life to be easy and you don't expect any difficulties. And he says, and people who don't expect difficulties um, actually end up overeating and over drinking because they just want to be happy mm. or they idolize happiness. And he says, but but Jesus in God's word never promised us an easy life. He never said that there wouldn't be difficulties. Matter of fact, he right. said the opposite. He said, as long as you're in this world, you're going to have trouble. What's that difficulties? Yeah. But then he said, be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. And so what I take that and it dawned on me that his grace is sufficient for us Amen. in difficulties, mm-hmm. meaning that I see you having a hot flash right now because talking about farts mess you up. Um, <laughs> Laugh at that. <laughs> um, what I'm saying is that no matter what you go through, whether it be menopause, whether it be financial things, whether it be something in your marriage, um, whatever's happening uh, God never promised us that we would not go through difficulties. He just promised us that he would be with us in the midst of difficulties. And so I think my answer for people would be, we have to normalize difficulties. Yeah. Like what you're going through 
it, we have to normalize this. You know, when people leave your life and they ghost you, you have to normalize some of this. Yeah. You can't just be sucker punched every single time you go through a battle. Like, why is this happening to me? Like something strange is happening yeah. because we live in a fallen, broken, sinful world. Mm-hmm. But be of good cheer for he has overcome the world. And so that would be my word for those of you all who are listening. You have to start by normalizing difficulties. Absolutely. And so, you know, I thought when we became um, believers and got into the word of God, mm-hmm. I thought that because I was a believer mm-hmm. and victorious, mm-hmm. that things like, you know, trivial things wouldn't, wasn't going to come my way, that I wouldn't get sick, that I wouldn't, um, you know, just be challenged. I wouldn't have, you know, any like a, a fender bender. I'd just yeah. be like, no, I'm surrounded with the favor of God and yeah. his angels are here to protect me. And, yeah. you know, <clears throat> no sickness or disease shall come nigh me. Yeah. And those things are true. Mm-hmm. But those things, a lot of those things, those words that we're saying, they're spiritual things mm-hmm. and they exist in you know, the spirit realm, so to say. And when we say the word of God out of our mouths, mm-hmm. we are decla- dec- declaring mm-hmm. those things into the earth. Angels hearken to the voice of his word. Angels go forth to make the word of God come to pass. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're prophesying over our lives and we do have you know, those things that we ask the Lord of. Um, so yes, it's true, mm-hmm. but at the same time, there's seed time Mm -hmm. and harvest. There's um, the waiting on God. There's all of those things that as a young believer, I just didn't get and I just didn't understand. It didn't mean you know, that God wasn't going to heal me. It didn't mean that, you know, because I was in a bad situation, um, that God wasn't with me. Or not with you. Yes. It just meant that I'm human Mm -hmm. and in this world, we will have trouble, but Take cheer because Jesus has overcome the world. Yeah, so we got to normalize difficulties. So now I feel like I'm on a mission around the world to tell people that you should expect some difficulties. Mm. Not expect it like it's part of my faith, like difficulties come, but no, let's not get sucker punched. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody comes to me and they're like, well, Pastor Ken, guess what? We're engaged to be married. I'm like, congratulations. When is the wedding date? But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking that's about to be difficult. You know, you're talking about the two are going to become one and you're going to share a bed for the rest of your life, share children for the rest of your life, share money and I, for the rest of your life. All right, get ready for a fight. And I think that there's a lot of people that are married right now and they think something's wrong. Like, oh, man, did I marry the wrong person just because it's difficult. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. We've been made for difficulties yep. just because it's it, just because it's difficult doesn't mean you wasn't made for it. Just because it's difficult doesn't mean you need an out. You've actually been made. And, and what I've learned about God is God grows us best sometimes mm. when things are difficult. People come to me and they're like, hey, Pastor Ken, you know, we're pregnant. We're expecting a baby. I'm like, well, praise God. When's the due date? But in the back of my mind, I'm like, that's about to be difficult. Mm. You're talking about for the first three months, come you're not going to have any sleep. You're not even going to know your name. For, and then um, you're going to give everything for this child. I mean, they're going to go through the teenage years, adolescent, all this stuff is going to happen. But praise God, I, I think we've been made for difficulties. Absolutely. You know, the parents who have their kids matching on Instagram and they're all wearing um, Ralph Lauren together. I'm like, uh. where is the real kids? Like, I can't even get our kids into the same picture. <laughs> Remember that time that we tried to take a family picture and Kenny was like two years old? 
And he you, was so cute. He wasn't even too, he like he couldn't even walk yet. Sit down. He and wouldn't. the picture that we finally took is you had him by his leg upside down over this by we the rest of our family. We just that picture. Yeah. yeah. The rest of our family sitting we on the We were couch. all perfect. The girls were perfect in their little dresses. Yeah. And, you know, we were all color coordinating, but that just that boy would not stand still. Yeah. Hey, one Christmas, we were standing in front of the Christmas tree and um, the kids, something happened. They full out were crying. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, stop crying so we could take the picture. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. So I, I, nobody told me that parenting was so difficult. Actually, yes. I look at parenting as the most difficult endeavor of my life. Yeah. It's been more difficult than ministry, building business, marriage, all of that. Parenting has been something mm. something that... It's emotional. Yeah, it's... Just, but you got to be ready. We've been made for this. I wouldn't want to do anything different. You know, people say, Pastor Ken, you know what? I feel a call of God on my life. I feel like I'm going to get involved in full-time ministry or start a church. I say, praise God. How can we help you? How can we bless you and release you? But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, if you survive till next year, because <laughs> it's going to be difficult. Well, the Bible says that we're more than conquerors. And sometimes we will sing songs about being victorious and being sing songs about being an overcomer. Yeah. Um, but we don't realize in order to be an overcomer, you mm-hmm. have to first overcome something. Yeah. In order to be a conqueror, conqueror. you have to conquer something. What in are those to things? have victory, you have to have opposition to have Come victory on. over. Come on. And we've been given victory. And those things are difficult. Come on. <laughs> Why do you think marriage is so difficult? Two different people, mm-hmm. you know, becoming one. Right. Anything else? I thought she was going to go on with the statement. Oh, two different. No, just it's drop just, it. I mean, two I can people. I can go on, but I, you don't have you to. know. Two different people becoming one. Why is parenting so difficult? Mm. Three different people now. Mm. <laughs> no, you can't control them. Right. We want them just do what I tell you to you do, know, but they're their own people. I know why parenting is difficult because they in the flesh. Mm. Like like other adults that are saved, they're not saved. I can I can talk to them about you know what the Lord is saying and submitting their life to Jesus and you know th- there can be a level of repentance and the kids before they get saved they're just in the flesh they're selfish they want to steal the cookie they want to sneak stuff they want to do stuff then even after they got saved because we got baby older Christians. kids that saved but fleshy saved oh. gotten baptized but still carnal and it's like every day I mean this morning it was a fight for I. I said to do this, but you went and circumvented what I said so that you could do it your way. To me, that's just difficult. Mm. It's just like if these people would just do what I tell them to do, it's just, they would be so happy and easy around here. But that's not parenting at all. That's not parenting at all. And so I want to give you some keys on how to deal with difficulties. Are you guys ready out there? Um, I'm going to give you five keys today. And uh, you got to get these in your heart. Number one is don't quit just because it's hard. Don't okay. quit because it's hard. You got to make up your mind in certain things that I'm not coming off the wall. Mm-hmm. Nehemiah chapter six talks about how Nehemiah was building the wall. And I spoke about this last week, building a wall. His call was to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And he was building a wall. And some of his enemies were trying to get him to come down off the wall. And he just made up my mind that I'm not coming down off the wall. I'm not quitting just because it's hard. I don't care what comes at me. And I think when it comes to difficulties, there are too many people that quit ministry because it gets hard Mm. or they quit a marriage because it's hard or they quit a business because it's hard. 
Listen, yes, that's why you're doing it, because if it wasn't hard, everybody would do it, but you're not like everybody, and you can do all things through Mm. Christ who strengthens you. I guess my word for you would be that you've been made for hard things, and His grace is sufficient. Yeah, I've always been a person that I like to step up to the challenge. Come on. So when things get hard, it kind of motivates me, you know, to kind of lean into the situation. Uh I feel like I'm a problem solver, and now being redeemed and being saved in Christ, I know that if there's a problem, I have the solution. I have the God who created everything but it living on the inside we, of we me. feel like that all the time. No, Like I'm facing no. some problems right now and I'm like, oh my God, do I have to have that conversation? Oh my God, do I have to deal with that right now? Because difficulties don't come like on your watch. Like, yeah. okay, I'm ready for you, Mr. Difficulty. On Monday at 11 a.m., I've been expecting you. It comes at a time where you're like, ah, Not right now. I got too much going on. But we've still been made for that difficulty. Yeah, you're made for it. It's just like, you know, I had a hot flash a second ago. I have makeup on and my hair is done. Uh And a hot flash messes up all of my makeup. It makes my hair crazy. You know what I mean? Like, this is not the time that I want to go through a hot flash right now. But praise the Lord, I'm going to overcome this hot flash like I did all the other ones. You did it like a boss. And sooner or later, I Uh will have no more. I was sitting here. I saw your face start to glow. I was like, look at this girl here. She handling that hot Mm -hmm. flash like a boss. You go, girl. I will smack that hot flash in the face. <laughs> Sometimes you got to smack a difficulty. Smack the taste out of its mouth. Smack down. <laughs> Number two, invite God into your battle. All right? Mm. Don't fight out of your own strength. God wants to fight with you, and he also wants to Amen. fight for you. Amen. And I think many times when it comes to difficulty, we out there trying to do it ourselves. Some of y'all got financial difficulties, mm. and you are just working, 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 saving, mm-hmm. saving, 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 instead of inviting God mm-hmm. and all of his power into your situation. Same as it is on a relationship front. It's not just counseling. It's not just natural. It's supernatural help that you need. Yeah. Reminds me of a story in Second Chronicles. I think it's chapter 20 when Jehoshaphat heard that his enemies were coming up against him. Mm-hmm. And um, what he decided to do was put the worship leaders in front of the battle. Mm-hmm. And as they went into battle, they were singing and they were dancing. And I'll read it out of verse 17. It says, you will not need to fight in this battle. Mm-hmm. Position yourself, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Don't fear, be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord is with you. And there are some battles that you don't have to fight. And I don't mean that you get to be lazy and you get to sit around and do nothing. I mean that God's going to fight for you, meaning that this ain't going to be out of your strength because of your degree and your education. Because if it was, then you would take the glory from it. This is going to be something that God wants to do in you and he wants to do through you. And sometimes you got to send up Judah first. That means you got to send up your worship and the spiritual things first. And the spiritual things is what changes the the natural things in. So you got to invite God in. I think that was a major growth point for me Mm -hmm. um, is trusting in God's ability and not just my own ability. I'm a fighter and I'm gritty. Mm -hmm. And so if there's something that needs to be done, I will make a way. I will figure out a way way. You know what I mean? I will just do what I have to do and stay up all night. Won't be healthy. I mean, I will sacrifice. That's not the best way. Yes, I have gifts and talents, but those have also been given to me by God. I can only go so far on my own. I need the help of God. And so to be able to kind of rest, Mm -hmm. you know, in the grace of God, um, ask God for favor and run with the favor of God. Yeah. Yeah. 
Number three is you got to tap into the oil of joy, the Mm -hmm. oil of joy. Hebrews chapter 12, verse one, it says through three, it says, therefore, since we've been surrounded by such Mm -hmm. a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside the weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us or entangles us. Then it says, let us run with endurance the race that's set out before us, Mm -hmm. meaning that life is not going to be a sprint. It's a marathon. And then it says, look to Jesus. And that was our point. You got to look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Watch this. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, Mm. despising the same. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the battle. He endured the pain. He endured the persecution, the abandonment, the rejection. He endured the difficulties. Mm. And there are so many people that you are going through a difficulty, but you don't have the joy set out before Mm you. And there's something about the oil of joy when you can say there's a better day that's coming. There's more working for me than working against me. That where I am is not where I end. That I'm not, if I'm not dead, then God's not done. Like this is like my tomorrow, my best days and my most blessed days, they're still out in front of me. There's something about the person who has the joy that's set before. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to, sometimes we will quit um, when the time becomes difficult because we haven't received the oil of joy. And because we haven't intentionally went into our future Uh and dreamed and hoped and wrote down a vision or a plan. So whatever your difficulty is, Uh okay, what do you want it to be tomorrow? What do you see you, how do you see yourself coming out of this? For example, when I got diagnosed with breast cancer from the moment I knew that, okay, I'm going to have to go through surgery. I'm going to have to go through chemotherapy. I know this is going to be a year process. I began to see myself on the other side when my hair was growing back, when my um, children were a year older, Mm -hmm. I saw myself preaching again on stage, teaching again. I saw myself living out the life that I wanted. I had an end goal. I had a dream, a vision in mind. And that's where I could tap into the oil of joy. It was the joy that was set before me, but I had to be intentional about setting that joy. Yeah. I mean, joy is our, our, a superhuman strength. Mm -hmm. I, I used to think back in the day that joy was like, oh, let's just be happy. It's so much different than that. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Mm-hmm. And many times when you feel weak, especially in difficulties, I know that there was a weak season that you felt weak in cancer, mm-hmm. or maybe you feel weak um, with a uh, with a sickness Absolutely. or something that's happening in your life right now. You need the joy of the mm-hmm. Lord for the joy of the Lord is our strength. And even in that cancer battle, we would watch comedies. We would watch comedians. We would tell jokes. Why? Because we understood that the joy of the Lord was actually a weapon of warfare. And I just feel like there's too many people that are sad, depressed, or discouraged because they don't understand that when you find Jesus, you find joy. And so the the scripture says it, and I think it's in John, it says um, that Jesus, he says, I want you to have my joy Mm -hmm. so that your joy is complete. Mm -hmm. So the joy that we're talking about, the world didn't give and the world cannot take it away because it's not based upon circumstances. It's not like I got a new job and I'm happy, then I lose my job and I'm not happy. No, this is a joy that you can have when you get a job, lose a job, have a kid, lose a kid. The joy of the Lord is your strength because it's not natural joy. It is the joy that comes from Jesus to you, through you. Mm. It only comes from Jesus who is this joy. It is a fruit, a gift, and it, it is a choice. It is something that supernatural joy that will help us endure all the pain mm. that we that we can go through. And so I don't know. 
I, I could go on and on about the joy of the Lord, but you need that to face difficulties. Number four, you got to practice what I call the palms up principle, the mm, palms up good. principle. All right. Now, Proverbs three and five says, trust in the Lord mm-hmm. with all of your heart. Mm-hmm. Lean not into your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Mm-hmm. Trust in the Lord. All right. Now, in the season of, you know, going through cancer, which is actually our biggest battle, and we keep referencing that, but we've overcome depression. You know, you've been 20 years now depression free. We overcame six figures of debt. Praise God. Haven't had a credit card in 15 years. I mean, we've overcome. What was that? Your joints were locking up. They called it fibromyalgia fibromyalgia and um, thyroid problems and all kinds of things. We've seen God battle after battle, victory after victory. But Mm -hmm. our biggest one was this breast cancer piece. And um, when I was going through it, the Lord taught me, uh, I was going to a counselor and he, he taught me this principle called the palms up principle. And he says this, that whenever you're going through something that you do not like, I'm talking to somebody facing a difficulty and you have pain in your life mm-hmm. and there's a storm in your life. You have two things you can do. Mm. You can get bitter or you can get better. You can get angry at God and mm-hmm. you can question why. And that's why so many people, that's why they fall off. Atheists are atheists statistically showing because there was something that they believed God for when they were a child or something happened and they said, go. And then that person died and they concluded that there was no God. Mm-hmm. That's always there. When you don't get what you want, when you want it, there is a temptation from Satan that will say, well, God must not be real. That's not true. But a lot of people believe, well, I guess there's no God. So when we were going through our battle, I could have said, well, if there's a God, why would he allow my wonderful wife who loves Jesus, who eats well, who's lived for him for 20 Mm -hmm. years? Why would he? So you can either get mad at God or you can get mad at the devil and serve God. I decided to get mad at the devil and serve God. But my counselor taught me this principle. He says, when you don't like what you got, the Bible says this, but you got that. The Bible says, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed, but I see sickness. He says, you can either get angry at God or you can put your hands up like this. We call it the palms of principle and say, nevertheless, Lord, I still trust you. Mm -hmm. No matter what comes in my life, no matter what mountain you might be facing right now, no matter what setback, no matter how painful the relationship might be, whatever you're going through, no matter how difficult it is, you can put your palms up like this and say, nevertheless, Lord, I still trust you. And when you do this, you position yourself. See, the highest form of faith is Mm -hmm. not you just speaking to the mountain and command it to be removed. We've been prophesying over stuff for years, decades. I've been declaring and decreeing stuff for years and decades. And when I don't get what I want when I want it, if I can still put my palm up like this, this is the highest form of faith. It's saying that, yes, you've given me authority. I've done everything that I know to do. And at the end of the day, Mm. nevertheless, Lord, I still trust you. And I actually came to that place in our cancer journey. I said, even if Tabitha doesn't make it, Lord, I'm still going to serve you. I'm still going to trust you. (laughs) Why is that? I just have an issue with that. (laughs) <laughs> what, what is your issue with that? That's a good teaching. It just, it's really good. I have no problem with that. That's good. I mean, I get it, but, you know, sitting next to you and hearing you say that, just I just want to punch you. <laughs> no, just playing. <laughs> well, I want to talk about that, though. I want to talk um, about that. No, no, not you. I want to talk about it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I want to talk about it because that seems like that was offensive to you, as if that um, wasn't a step of faith. And that's actually what I'm teaching. Yeah, I know. I know. Because I got that you. is not, that the highest form of faith 
I wasn't stopping believing that you would be totally healed. I got you. You've been healed now over two years. Mm -hmm. That's what I was declaring. We would have communion every day. That's what we were believing. Mm -hmm. Everything in me was believing, declaring, and standing that you would be exactly where you are today. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there are some resolves in your heart that you got to say, no matter what happens in my life, God, mm-hmm. I'm still going to trust mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No matter what. but And that's good teaching. It's not a thing of doubt or worry. What it's saying is that because if you don't make up your mind that no matter what you go through, you still going to serve God, there are people that will serve God until somebody dies. Mama died, grandmama died, and I stopped going to church. And we hear that way too much. Mm -hmm. I lost this job after I tithed, and now I don't tithe no more. This happened. But what about this? What about saying, listen, you can take my house, you can take everything I have. What about Job moments? Mm -hmm. What about times where Job lost his family, lost everything that he had, all the money that he had, but then God restored him double? He had to say, nevertheless, Lord, I trust Mm -hmm. you. I don't prophesy a Job occasion on people, but I feel like there's a part of the faith world that wants to act like Job ain't in the Bible. We want to act like people aren't going through tragedy or loss or bad things that are happening. So I'm much more of a realist. Like I'm a man of faith. But like in my time as a husband, I had to say like, okay, I'm still going to serve you. That was actually a a thing of faith for me Mm -hmm. because I know you're going to live. That wasn't even a question. The the Lord said it's settled. So it's more of a, yo, I trust you no matter what. But I know where you're coming from. It Uh was because the enemy was tempting you with fear and trying to intimidate date you that your wife's going to die this because of the same temptation came to me. The temptation was you're going to die. And the worst thing wasn't me dying. The temptation, the enemy told me your, your husband's going to get a new wife. Your kids are going to be raised by another woman. That was horror for me. (laughs) That was hard. That was something that I had to overcome. And the way I overcame was I had to do the same thing that you're talking about. Okay, God, if I did die, (laughs) I would go to heaven, number one, and I would be with Jesus and everything would be wonderful. I would be okay. Number two, my you would be there for them. Mm-hmm. You would be here for my husband. And if he did get another wife, I would be happy that he got another wife. And I would be happy that there was someone here to help take care of my kids. Like I had to come face to face with that as well. Mm-hmm. Not that I believed it was going to happen, not that it was ever going to happen, but to silence the enemy mm-hmm. and to silence my own fear. Mm-hmm. Cause some of it was the enemy, you know, he, he, he all on his own. But then I learned through counseling, mm-hmm. some of it was actually my fear. Mm-hmm. It was me being afraid. What's going to happen without my kids? Oh my gosh, what's mm-hmm. going to happen? Who's going to take care of my husband? Oh my gosh, some, another one, one's going to come and take my place. That was my fear. So I had to silence my fear and I had to silence the enemy. Say, God, I trust you only. Yeah. So why was that hard to hear just now? Um, I don't know. It was just the mood in the moment. Just you're absolutely right. I was Uh just. I mean, yeah, I mean, we can work it out. That's I love to work stuff out in front of everybody to figure out, you know, so that we all. No, you're absolutely right. I would want you to say that again. (laughs) You're absolutely right in it. It's just that. Just the way I heard it was just funny. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you should live and not die. I mean, we talk about that. Come on, baby. The number of your days you shall fulfill. Mm -hmm. The word of the Lord for our house is that it's settled. Yes, sir. So that's, you know. um, For those, you know, so you're watching and you probably don't know what it settled means. 
when I got my doctor's report, um, I got off the phone. I worshipped God. I got done. Doctor's report that you were cancer-free. That I was cancer-free. I walked out from my bedroom into my living room, and God spoke a word in my heart. He said, it's settled. Mm -hmm. And I knew from that moment that I would not have cancer again, Mm -hmm. that cancer was settled forever in my life. And so that's the word. Um, I made an artwork a piece of art. It's hanging in our house. We we use that day as a, a monument, um, June 24th, mm-hmm. 2021. Mm-hmm. We've built a monument to glorify God. Yeah. And so it's settled. I, mean, I personally, I really like talking about really tough topics like that, mm-hmm. like death and sickness. It's not easy things mm-hmm. to talk about, but mm-hmm. I feel like we do need to talk about it just to talk about how do I handle this? Um, how do I have, because I got two guys that I know of, just off the top of my head, mm-hmm. both of them, their wives had cancer. Both of their wives died from cancer. Mm-hmm. One of them I saw in church two weeks ago. The other one I haven't seen in three years. He backslid completely. Um, I would want to talk about that to help other mm-hmm. people yeah. who, when things happen that I cannot explain, I cannot as a pastor bring you the Bible and just say, well, the Bible says this. I don't know why you ain't receiving. Maybe you didn't have enough faith, mm-hmm. whatever. When mm-hmm. we went through cancer, we had tons of faith. Yeah. We were living holy. Yeah. No chicks on the side here. You know what I'm saying? It, it was an attack of the devil. It's an attack of the I enemy. I am not going to take this Bible and beat somebody over the head and make mm-hmm. them feel like, no, you did something wrong. I, I, want, I don't know why bad things happen. Mm-hmm. We live in a fallen and broken world. But when it comes to the battles that people will face that I do not have an explanation for, the best thing I can do as a pastor is to say, You can put your palms up and say, nevertheless, God, I still trust you and he will be with you. And we believe by faith that you'll have everything God's word promised you. But when something happens that I have no explanation for, I will not stop believing that God is good. Mm -hmm. I will not stop believing that his word is true. I will not stop believing. You know, it's it's better for me. It will be more humble for you to just say, "I I don't know, instead of start to question the word of God or question the character of God for the foundation of our theology is the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. So when things go against the goodness of God, you know, human trafficking and poverty and death of of children, stuff like that. There's so many people that are questioning the goodness of God because they don't understand that we live in a, and I'm not trying to give them a theological answer. All I'm saying is that I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I'm so sorry, Mm -hmm. but I still trust God and his character does not change for me just because there's things that I cannot explain. So for me, that is a very, like, it's a touchy subject. I hope that this helps somebody out there. It's it's hard. Yeah. It's difficult. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about it. I mean, I think that's probably why you're laughing a little bit like, yeah, that's not some. no one wants to consider your own passing away. Exactly. But like, I need to consider it. That's why I have a retirement account. That's why I'm thinking about coming up with a succession plan for Mm -hmm. me. You know, we know pastors that have passed away. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to think about this life is not all there is to this thing. Yeah, definitely. And so, yeah, that's an uncomfortable conversation. But the truth is. Yeah, nevertheless, I still trust you. Yeah. But, but we'll move on. It's I mean, good for people, though, to, mm-hmm. if, you know, when you, those of who have had loved ones die, mm-hmm. who um, have sickness in their bodies right now, it's hard to hear. When I was going through cancer, okay, I understand. it Talk was hard that. to hear, yeah. oh, such and such just died. Right. Oh, my gosh. Like, while, we, while I was in chemotherapy, uh-huh. going through the hardest moment. The last thing you want to hear is somebody tell you, well, you might yeah. not make it. <laughs> Yeah. Like, well, I mean, no, and pe- people me? didn't mean any bad, they but th- they would come up to me and they'd see me with a bald head or know that I was fighting cancer and say, oh, yeah, well, my grandmother died of cancer. My my aunt died of cancer. My- can I just look right in the camera and please, can you please not do that? 
I'm asking you pretty, pretty, pretty please. Can you be self-aware enough to know that when people are battling and Satan is trying to take their life, the last thing they need to hear is some uh, story of someone who didn't receive the promises of God this side of heaven. And I know you're trying to relate to them, but we need more stories of victory. We need more stories of overcoming. We need more stories of miraculous healing. When a person is fighting, that's what they need to hear. Yeah. And that and that's kind of like... It's, Pe- it's a- I think people get nervous. I don't know why. Maybe Uh they're trying to relate, but it's just Uh no. So, I mean, and and when I was, uh, when I had cancer, um, your best friend who was a best man in our wedding died of brain cancer. And it was so hard for me to swallow, to deal with, Mm -hmm. to just realize that a person that was so close to my life. So I would say, so I I would hope our audience is like, so what do I do then? Mm -hmm. You stand on God's word for you. Yes, yes. Like I never look and say, well, my mom was a person of faith and she died. And my grandfather, he was in church all the time. My mom and my grandfather has nothing to do with what God's Mm -hmm. words promised Mm me. So when it comes to my friend passing away, mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with nothing. you. Has nothing to do with you. Our story. What does God's word promise you? And you stand on that by faith. At the same yeah. time, if something happens that is contrary to what God's word says, don't stop believing in yeah. him. Trusting who he is, that he's good. He's a good God. He loves us and he heals us. Mm-hmm. That's not going to change. It is God's word does not change. It's forever settled in heaven, even if I don't understand it. Absolutely. And I think that those two things is what gives us longevity. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're, you know, we'll walk with Jesus till mm-hmm. the day that we die. Amen. But I want to give number five, just for the sake of time, grow through what you go through. And so if you want to handle difficulties, you have to grow through what you go through. Mm. All right. Um, I just feel like there are some people who go through things, but they don't understand that that's an opportunity to grow through things. Mm -hmm. And I say it this way, that it does not define you, but it might refine you. Mm. Don't allow the problems that you face, the difficulties that are in your life to define you. I'm not defined by them, but I will be refined by them. Mm -hmm. And so, sweetheart, can you just pray for people that are going through difficulties right now? Yeah. Father, we lift up every person who's going through a difficult situation. In the name of Jesus, we breathe life into them. We speak life over them and their situation. We speak peace. We speak love. We speak grace and mercy, Lord. We pray rescue for those who need rescued from a terrible situation, Lord. Your word says that if anyone call upon my name, that I will be there for them, that I will rescue them. And so, Lord, we pray rescue for those who need it. We pray for healing for those who need healing. And most of all, Lord, we pray for an understanding. Just your word says that you would give us peace that transcends all understanding. Mm -hmm. So for those of us who are in a difficult situation, Mm -hmm. we don't know why, we don't know how, might even not know how we're going to get out of it or what we're going to do, that we would just have the peace that transcends all understanding. And we would put our palms up and we would trust in you and say, nevertheless, Lord, we believe in you. We believe that you're turning all things around, working them together for our good. We believe that you are going to show up in our situation. We believe that you are here in the midst of us Right now, we might not be able to see you. We might not be able to feel you, but you are. And so we declare your presence over their situation in the name of Jesus. We call them victorious. We call them out of that situation in Jesus name. Amen. Um, There's somebody who's watching and you've just been dealing with uh, a bitter heart. And this is the word of the Lord for you. 
Um, God is wanting you to turn away from that bitterness and actually renounce bitterness and actually repent from bitterness because it's actually the bitterness that you've been carrying that's stopping from you, stopping you from having the kind of faith um, that moves mountains. And maybe it's bitterness because of a loss. Maybe it's bitterness because of somebody who did die that you didn't expect to die. Maybe you felt like you did everything that you were supposed to do and now you're a tad bit just angry at God. And it's, I want to pray for you that your faith not fail. Um, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for my friend who's had the bitterness. And we just pray that you give them the kind of faith that would not fail, the kind of faith that wouldn't fail in trials, the kind of faith that wouldn't fail in a battle, the kind of faith that wouldn't fail in the midst of um, doubters and people around you that don't understand your faith. And I just pray right now that God begins to restore your heart to childlike faith again, that you will be able to believe God again with everything that is in you. For you are a mighty man of God. You're a mighty woman of God in the name of the Lord. Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, the Lord gave me a name, Lisa. Um, Lisa, and uh, I hear the word breaking. Okay, breaking. God's called you to be uh, 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 called you to be a breaker, and I believe mm-hmm. that God is now giving you an anointing to break through, break through the years of generational mess. Um, break through to be the first in your family to love God, um, to go further in God, to break through the problems that are in relationships, to break through the things that have been holding you back. And I just declare that your ceiling is now becoming your floor. The things that were hindering you in the last season is actually propelling you into another season and a, a season of breakthrough. And so where there has been bars around you, where there has been chains around you, I just declare that God has given you a breakthrough anointing to break every addiction, to break every stronghold to break out of everything that's wrong to move into everything that's right in the name of the Lord Jesus. Sweetheart, do you have anything? I just see for a few people that are watching today, I see um, like a, a staircase and it's almost like I can see you walking up, like you took one huge step up a staircase. And so I just want to just breathe life into your situation mm. right now and prophesy that this is the end of that situation, that it has come to an end mm. and you have literally stepped up into a new level, a new level of anointing, a new level of confidence, a new level of power and faith in God. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to encourage you um, that it is the end of your of that negative situation that you've been in. Begin to just um, declare it and receive it by faith and believe that God is going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. Yeah. I got two names that just came to me. One is Michelle and the other is Naomi. And I don't know exactly what God is doing, but I feel like he just wants to touch you with his power. Mm. And so if you are Michelle or Naomi, if you could just lift your hands like this in the name of Jesus, Lord, mm. I ask for you to touch and pour out your yes, spirit Lord. right now. And I want to pray for those um, who've been experiencing vertigo. And I don't know, I felt Mm. like a couple of days ago, the Lord says, I'm giving you an anointing to be able to see vertigo healed. And it just felt like a very powerful anointing. There's some things that I'm like, man, do I have the faith to be able to do that? But when it comes to vertigo, I just feel like we're going to start to see a lot of people be healed from vertigo. Vertigo is where you feel like dizziness and you feel like your your room is spinning. And maybe there's been a problem in your ears, in your inner ear, a problem somewhere that's causing that to happen. Mm-hmm. And so if that's you, if you could just receive this in the name of Jesus, we in come against vertigo, infirmity, sickness, and disease, and we command it to leave you right now in Jesus name. And we pray the healing power of our God touch you right now to remove mm. it and that it never returns again in Jesus name. Mm. 
Hey, if you received any of that, please reach out to us and let us know. You can comment in the sections below. Uh, make sure that you share this with other mm. people. Um, we want you to get through difficulties. You've been made for difficult things, and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. We're out of time for today. Um, of course, if you want to, uh, if you're newer to our show, be the first to hit the subscribe button so that you can be the first, so to say, to get our, our content. We release new content every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we would love for you to be able to join us live or at least catch the playback. Email us if you have any questions. Every once in a while, we do an Ask Ken and Tabitha. And of course, if you haven't been through the boot camp, if you're going through the boot camp right now, keep up the good work. I'm telling you, your marriage is getting better. If you want your marriage to get better, we got a better marriage boot camp. You can check it out at KenandTabitha.com. All right. We love you guys. We hope you have the best week ever, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.